from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. And this is episode number 173, Delusional Thinking in the Age of Woke. If anybody is going to put forth the idea, especially if that idea is somehow supposed to be socially revolutionary, so different, so absolutely incredible in its progressive stance to elevating and, well, progressing the state of humanity, it has to be able to stand up to rational criticism. That is to say, you can say anything that you want, but upon scrutiny, if it comes out that what you're bringing up the points that you are making are basically stupid or absolutely ludicrous, then it fails that litmus test. You can't put forth propositions as though they all have equal merit because, by definition, they don't. Either an equation works or it doesn't. The same thing with ideas about social cohesion. I realize that there are those out there that it has become very popular to state that such notions are just gross oversimplifications of very complex issues which we the ignorant masses simply cannot understand. I say that that is completely erroneous and, well, full of shit. Something either works out or it doesn't. Let me give you a tiny example. In the fair housing department, a person who wants to rent a living space in their own home has to supposedly abide by certain rules when renting. And I think that we all know what they are here, at least in the U.S. But there are so many elements which are unstated that, well, if they were brought into a uh, greater clarification, I think that they would very easily stand on their own merit if we were talking about a potential renter being denied that rental. Let's say, for instance, that you had a potential tenant who wanted to share, let's say, your home or a living space, and that you were an absolute diehard Christian. And the person that shows up has every indication, everything from their clothing, tattoos, and mannerisms, and even modes of expression that they were an absolute and total die-hard occultist or Satanist. Well, if we were talking about a situation 
of them sharing a living space that is the person who was the occultist wanted to share the home with this right-wing, supposedly Christian person, that wouldn't be exactly considered a good fit. However, if you're trying to mandate accessibility, the person who owns the home would have no choice but to swing their doors open and let a person live with them much against their own will that stands to the exact opposite of everything that, well, they are. This is total insanity. And this is the problem with trying to mandate a certain um, open-mindedness, let's say. These are things that realistically cannot and furthermore should not be done yet on the other hand you have a people whose entire vested interest in their careers try to make sure that the laws are created to do just that that people who for instance are property owners uh, they don't have any choice other than employment, possibly, assuming they want people who are gainfully employed, so they have at least some reassurance that these people will have the money to pay their rent on time. Now, this in and of itself is an entirely different area which I may talk about in a future broadcast, which is that between the relationship of a potential renter and the landlord. But I was simply using that example for illustrative purposes. The point is, is that in real terms, you cannot mandate compatibility. And if you try to do that, you only end up with very bad results. And that is the problem. That is the breakneck problem between those who have been called uh, conservative or Republican or rampantly Republican and so-called liberals, when actually... These are only very, very crude and possibly inaccurate uh, descriptions of a different mindset. Because, well, it's just not accurate. And it blends with a huge paint stroke, a whole swath of people that can be, let's just say, very different. I mean, if you take myself, for example, on many issues, I am what could be considered very conservative. Yet, on the other hand, I have certain viewpoints which are very liberal. Now, I am not committing myself to one or the other, but I am not a fence-sitter. 
there is a difference. I don't like fence sitters. What I am committed to, and the difference here, is I'm committed to reason. And there are very reasoned arguments on both sides for certain stances concerning social policy. The one thing that you cannot legislate is you cannot legislate good behavior. You cannot legislate ethics. You can't. So that is why for many, many years, we invented God and we invented the whole ethos of religion, regardless of its form. But we made it. I know, I know, if you're listening, if you haven't clicked this off and saying, oh, I'm just some communist, liberal, atheist, God-hating, well, I am atheist, but God-hating, no. I don't hate God any more than I'd hate Mickey Mouse, because the thing they have in common is that these are constructs of men. So, I have no problem at all going along with good ideas. For instance, I think that there are very good and positive aspects of some of the teachings of both Christian religions and of Islam. But most of it, most of all religion or any religion, probably a good 80 to 90% of it, is complete bullshit. So, there you have it. You may not agree with it, but at least I put it out there. So, now that I got the idea out there that these are, really are, to use a woke expression here, artificial constructs, which, in this case, they actually are, the difference here is that we're talking about human nature. And we're talking about the compatibility of people and or the inherent incompatibility of people. And what you find on what I call the woke left is one of the prepositions being that all of our prejudices, all of our preconceived notions of incompatibility are just that. They're just notions. And if we just have an idea of acceptance, and if we just would learn to accept the different aspects of cultures and all of that, if we just get to know one another, then everything will be fine and wonderful and warm and loving and fuzzy and wuzzy. And I say to you, bullshit. That is delusional thinking. Because here is the contradiction in your anti-argument. There are such a thing as cultures, and you love to talk about cultures endlessly. This culture, especially if it's black culture, or Latino culture. Well, white folks have a culture too. They really do. And, well, 
The, a lot of jokes have been made in the past by black people, and that's okay. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with black folks, for instance, that called me or want to call me a cracker. No problem. You know why? Because I learned this little saying from being a child long ago. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. You guys should try that sometime. It really does go a long way towards understanding. But here's the thing. You see, you got the culture that you have, whatever that culture may be. You. Not you personally. You. Humanity. Okay. You got that culture because it was allowed to develop. This group which later became a clan, which was and turned into a tribe, which turned into, well, maybe eventually a very large territory or country. Relatively being isolated, fine, but they developed whatever they developed on their own. And then you come in there, you know, in the, pros, in the present sense, meaning the last, you know, couple hundred years of existence, and especially in the last, oh, I don't know, 70 to 100 years at the most, and you come into various cultures and whatever they may be, and you just really may enjoy yourself. And you say, oh, well, isn't that charming? They don't hardly wear any clothes. Look at them. These Polynesians are really something, aren't they? And you came, you went, and you visited, and, you know, you sucked up all their hospitality, and you you bore with their public nudity or maybe even public lovemaking, and you, oh, and you blushed, and you turned into, oh, well, they're not Christian. Uh, uh, they're they're just well don't we'll we'll come back and Christianize them later and 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 make them sane and and make them civilized. Well, that's what I mean about one so-called one culture that you know, regardless of their initial contact, destroys another. It's no different in modern times. People of a feather flock together, whether it be cowboys, bikers, whatever, you name it, but they, they gravitate, they find each other. It's just what we do. As a matter of fact, from an anthropological point of view, you could say it's a survival technique that, you know, people normally want to associate with those of their own kind let's say. The problem comes when this third party has this idea that if we could just go into cultures and we accept and embrace that, that everything is just going to, in a very childlike, Sesame Street-like way, again, it's just this Femi embracing that we all just kumbaya and we get along and we mm, big hug and, mm. completely ignoring the reality 
that the very cultures that you're talking about, established cultures, are that way because they were not a melting pot of everything. Because if you have a melting pot, by definition, of everything, then you don't have anything. You're just a big pot of anything. So the very thing, for instance, and here is the irony, are you, listen, are you listening, all those Wokies out here? Let me try to get this across, okay? Okay. The very cultures that you claim that you love so much, it is your interaction with them. You're eventually deluding of them by that nature. You're deluding of them, which destroys them. Okay? Your interaction, you being whoever you are, what, whatever group that may be. You find an island, here's some people. Let's go back to, um, again, the Polynesian Islands before they were invaded. I mean, uh, visited by Captain Cook. You know, you had happy, healthy people that were living their own life with their own languages and their own shit and their own life, you know? And was that life, even though, well, say they relatively lived in what many people might call paradise, but I'm sure they had their stripes and they certainly had their wars, you know? So life goes on and they, but they, the point is they had collectively, they had at least their thing, it was their thing before Cook showed up. And everywhere else that the colonizers went to show them a better way. But then the second wave comes. So, yes, admittedly, you have a point. I will give you this on the left. That, um, you know, that you came, we came in and we wanted to Christianize them. And that is historically undeniable, and that was total bullshit. But what I'm trying to tell you, if you have the courage of your convictions, is that your the very concept of a bottomless pit of embracing and warmthfulness and multiculturalism, that's what destroys it the second time. The best thing, for instance, if you have an indigenous culture, is for the rest of everybody else and their culture to leave them the fuck alone. Okay? Okay. You can go. You could have a luau. You could have some fun. Fun with the natives. Okay, but I don't know. Maybe within three days, you pack up your ass on your ship, you leave, and you leave, and you're gone. Maybe come back in a year or two or five or 20, but you're not living there. Leave them alone. That, and although there's all the things written by all these people, those cultural, cultural isolation. Yes, cultural isolation is a good thing. Just look at the miracle 
until just recently, for reasons largely beyond their control, the miracle that was, and still is actually, Japan or China. They're not exactly what I would call, in either case, ethnically or culturally diverse. Okay? Okay. But, but, if you want to come and visit, keyword here, visit, and you want to check out their culture and it entertains you, again, like a child that needs to constantly be entertained by something. Oh, that's charming. Oh, look, dar darling. They don't, they just swim naked. They don't have any clothes. Why isn't that charming, don't you think, dear? As he's looking at the new Biola dark-haired lady uh, girl swimming. Yes, it's... <clears throat> Yes, it's a, in a scientifically detached manner, of course. Yes, of course, it's a, well, it's quite biblical. It's quite innocent, don't you think, dear? Yes, yes. <laughs> you need to, you just need to leave him the fuck alone. And so, if anything, I'm telling you this, and I know I'm going to get lots of hate mail and you know have have my you know balls to the walls nailed i understand but i have to say this and i have to say it because i have other people that say hey you're supposed to be so forthright and you say you know got emails and you 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 claim that you're willing to put yourself and put things out there why don't you ever talk about this well i'm delivering on my promise because I've got, I got quite, I keep track. I actually keep track. When you email, when I get emails from a given locale, a given city, let's say, and they're overwhelmingly asking me the same question, well, then it's important enough. And if I haven't covered it, then that's what I do. And I had gotten a hell of a lot of questions about this and so i said okay well they wanted it here it is so if you're i don't know i don't know what to say if you're if you're that closed eared or whatnot and any of this offends you don't know what to say i make no apologies i don't know what to say to you um you know old sayings grow a pair or whatever but there is a difference between what you have and what you have been ingrained, especially and particularly under the auspices of woke, uh, what to think and what to believe. But there is still yet, despite, despite your best efforts in the woke community and the Christian conservative community <laughs> of two centuries ago, <laughs> Despite your fact to blot out those those heathens in the world, well, they're they're still there, and they're still doing their thing because basically you don't want to live there, and that's that's more than fine with them, <laughs> because the fact is most of them, regardless of what 
uh, European nation they're from, most of them are or historically were uh, of European descent. And um, certainly the Brits played their part. So they're all guilty. It's all the same shit. And so go island hopping and talk to them endlessly uh batter them and badger them and bash if necessary bash them over the head with jesus get them to comply and become wage slaves and give up their resources and that shit's been done for five six hundred years easily easily but this that's that that is in a sense in a sense ironically that pales it absolutely pales in comparison to the double punch from the so-called progressive left. Because, you see, their thing, as they come in, is that they're not coming in with religion, at least not the Christian religion or Islam or any of the mainstay. They're not doing it that way. They just want to cuddle you to death with kindness. Mm. I want to cuddle you with kindness and understanding. Mm. And they do it that way. And they come in and, of course, they bring their own shit with them to, to bleed out their culture because their whole purpose, compared to the radical Christians or Islamicists or what have you, of other generations way past where theirs was pretty singular i mean you either converted to say christianity of one form or another or conversely of islam or you fucking died it was that it was really that simple really simple but here it's it's no it's no less tyrannical to say well Mm, you gotta be now you have to be multicultural or you're completely ostracized or destroyed in some other way so it's it's the same shit but done in a different perhaps more sly and indirect manner but it's the same shit it's oppression it's oppression that's why i say and have said repeatedly woke is a religion because that's what it does it preaches you know the whole rainbow coalition thing not refusing to recognize is that it is those very cultures you see that is the breaking point right there if you get anything out of this talk anything that i'm saying to you is this the very fact that you have a culture, and I mean the, the very few real original cultures, the what anything left, that means, of course, their cooking, their dancing, their arts, their food, the whole nine yards. The stuff that you like and you find charming. And maybe the stuff you don't like so much, like, I don't know human sacrifice or you know or in section in ancestral practices or bestiality or whatever their culture well we, we don't we don't like that part you know 
but it's a package deal in the case of cultures. That's why your goal is should not be to fuck with them or change them. They simply are. If they're going to evolve culturally, then they're on their own path. They're on their own road. Let them do it, but leave them alone. If you're if you're a vanilla white person, you know, typically that the woke like to criticize like people from the Midwest or something, you're just as absolutely lame. You're fucking lame. You're vanilla. And you got nothing going on. And you're just meat and potatoes, corn fed, as boring as it gets. Fine. Fine. Leave them alone. That's the way they want to be. Stop trying to uh, progressivize. <laughs> For all I know, Christ, I maybe I just made up a new word. <laughs> progressivize. Hmm. I wonder if that's been used before. Well, I don't claim to be a scholar, but anyway, hopefully you, you get my point about this. Is that? Uh, the irony is that everything that, yes, everything, yes, everything that woke represents ultimately is bullshit because it glaringly, glaringly ignores its own contradictions. And the biggest contradiction, or at least one of them, one of the biggest contradictions of all is the hypocrisy concerning culture, and individual rights. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. And, and when you're talking about anything as far as interactions of people or communities that are living together, and you want to enact laws to mm, make them more accepting, and progressivized. <laughs> that's what I mean. And that's what a certain segment of the U.S. population can't stand about you because, and I'm not, I'm not for a moment, I'm not going to sit here and talk about hillbillies or talk about the South in a uh, detrimental way. I have known many, 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 many very, very great people from the South, and they may or may not have been religious, but just very good people. So, yeah, saying that they're just a basket of case of intolerance and all that, it's like, you know, come on. You're, you're, you're painting a false narrative here. You're, you're blowing this out of your ass. Because you know what? In my experience anyway i know it's only it's only me it's only one person but of all those people that i knew met worked with engaged with basically overall all they ever want is to be left alone they want to be left alone and they want to mind their own business hence the old song that was made in the south and uh it's been done by so many people in the past 
Well, if you mind your own business and you won't be a mind in mine. <laughs> but there's a lot to that. And uh, I don't expect to be winning a Grammy anytime soon for that. Please pardon if I hurt your ears. <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, it's just a general feeling that that, you know, these folks... They just want to be left alone, and they want to be left alone by you. They want to be left alone by the government. And uh, I you know, I mean, again, I'll take I'll take any <clears throat> rhyme or reason, another thought from uh, the libertarian point of view, you know, in this concept of, Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And people, in my opinion, are entitled to that, but just that, but not through government coercion and mandates and trying once again to legislate behavior. Because when you try to legislate, when you start, when you get around, when you're basically trying to legislate behavior, especially when that behavior is contrary to innate human nature. Okay? And that really does exist. And when you do that, the only thing you do is a lot more damage. A lot more damage than maybe the professors and theologians and and what have you in ivory towers will tell you. Because remember, while they're preaching this shit that they are, they're getting paid for it. They can these people surround their whole lives. They've been in academia their whole lives. Their whole fucking life you know like most of them didn't grow up on a farm most of them not all i say most you know didn't weren't working people that really had to work like on a farm you know and that's some pretty damn hard work and they are isolated and they can write a series of books and then if they get the right cushy job especially with tenure and they could just because they're getting paid for it. You know, that's the whole one of the whole things that happened again without going off into another tangent, which I could talk about for three hours. But this whole feminist thing was, you know, people like, for instance, I know it's going to make some liberals and feminists under your head blow off your shoulders. So cover your ears. You know, people like Gloria Steinem and all the stalwarts from the, you know, the 60s and the 70s. These were people, they didn't have to work in a factory, or if they did, it wasn't for very long. These were people that, that went to colleges and universities, fell into that culture, and they remained in academia for the rest of their fucking lives. Okay? And there's a huge difference 
between things in theory that you, whether you're a management person or whatnot, and I'm not saying that those things don't have some value and some merit, because they do, but me personally, I would any day rather go, if I needed my car fixed, I would rather any day have a good old school mechanic work on my car that an engineer that I have to get to on a chat line to talk about and theoreticize about what the hell is wrong with my car. Those people back then and to this day, it hasn't changed. You know, the people, the, these are the creators of woke, what became current woke. And by the way, there is a far, far, far difference between what was originally woke and what it has, this thing it has evolved into. Maybe I'll bring that up. If you want to know, let me, let me know and I'll let you know. But there, there is a huge difference. But at any rate, my point is the world of academia and the people that are going to be involved in that, and they've already, they have the smarts, they have the writing ability, they have, and they recognized that they had the prerequisites in their lives that they could be so many things that are, are of a higher echelon. They could be writers, they could work in Hollywood, they could be a script writer, they could be anything along, but it's going to be in academia, okay? And they can write, and that's what they did in the 60s and 70s. And they wrote all of this shit and convinced regular, normal, working-class women to swallow this shit up, hook, line, and sinker. When actually a, a large, a huge percentage of it was bullshit, and also it didn't apply to the lives of these women. Because people like Gloria Steinem and the women of that era, they didn't have to work a job. They didn't have two, three kid, you know, rugrats running around. And they, if they lacked, you know, the educational attainment that they did, they weren't academics. Their lives, it's not an apples to apples comparison. I mean, shit, this is stupid. If I wanted to talk about investments and, and or you know my my you know my lousy financial life and condition and if i were talking to warren buffett and he would start describing well first of all you you need to move several million dollars into this hedge fund or do this or do that you know he might as well be talking in, in an entirely different language from an entirely different universe because he has achieved millions and billions of dollars and I, we're, we're not apples and apples together two different people two very 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 different lives and those people were academics those people were pretty much pretty early on in their life had brilliant futures because they exceeded um, academically and they are very few and the problem comes as far as I'm concerned when academics 
And people, those people of that ilk wanted to tell the masses to, um, yeah, do this, that, and the other, and you'll be happy, and your life will be great, and so forth, because it's bullshit. I promised that I was going to talk about some delusional thinking, and this is how, when I speak about rights, that this is your idea, certain ideas of woke concerning rights have nothing to do with reality. There's a difference between mandating behavior and rights. And what I'm saying is what someone needs to tell you folks, I guess in this case it would be moi, <laughs> you don't have any fucking right to tell us any of the things that you're telling us and stop interfering with normal and natural cultures because it's certainly not a good thing and it's certainly not a positive thing. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care I'm out of here